Hello and welcome to In The Clock End, a brand new Arsenal podcast with myself, Steve. And myself, Kelvin, from the Arse. How are you doing, mate? You okay? All things considered, Stevie boy, yeah, I'm not, not too bad, mate. Um, if you just extract the football from my life, everything's fine and hunky-dory, mate, yeah. Um, fortunately for us, there was no football on the weekend to talk about, so in today's episode, we're going to discuss Die Hard. And the for and against why I believe it is actually a Christmas movie. <laughs> because I'm on the other side of that coin and I don't really understand why it's a Christmas movie. So yeah, we can do 45 minutes of that if you want. But... It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to go with it. If it's a Christmas movie to you, mate, it's a Christmas movie. How are you doing for Christmas? You all, you all set now? Yeah, pretty much, mate. As you saw this morning, did a last minute jaunt down to the local um, outlet centre. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty much good to go. Uh, just ticking off the last few few bits, mate, in Tesco's and all that sort of stuff. What about yourself? Yeah, nearly there, mate. Um, just like trying to get the last, last little bits. I've uh, got the parents coming over for Christmas Day, so mm. we've ordered them a, an Amazon Alexa. And what do you make of um, the impact? Well, obviously we're in different places, right? So you've got the doom is already present uh, with the new lockdown rules. We've got the impending doom over here in Ireland, and looks like we might get that news tomorrow or Wednesday. Dire, yeah, isn't it? What do, you, what do you make of yours? So annoying. And it, ha- it, it was released just before the Arsenal game, so mm. it really kind of set my mood. Uh, listen, I'm, it's no surprise, and I think it's probably for, for the best, but don't do it the Saturday before Christmas. What are you playing yeah. at? So, especially as people are like buying presents, they're getting food in, they're getting ready, they're making travel arrangements. Yeah. People are investing you know, time and effort and to be told, oh, no, you've got to stay home now and you can mix one day. It's, it's the whole system. You know, we can get into COVID and the British government. Um, mm. This could be a long debate. We won't get into it, but, you know, it's, it's just frustrating, isn't it, really? Listen, yeah. they've got, they've, they've got the, the best interests at heart, but... Yeah, I believe that to a point. It's poor timing, isn't it? Yeah, it's poor Don't time. promise it. Don't promise it. It was a silly thing to promise. Yeah, but I mean, you look at it, mate, it's, uh, for me, it's just a case of, you know, they were going to open up retail in particular uh, before Christmas. Um, it just seems rather coincidental uh, that it's been shut down literally a couple of days before Christmas when the vast majority of people have done what they need to do. Yeah. But look, uh, let, let's not get stuck into the... No, no, we could be, we could be here all day. We could yeah. be a six-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, six hours and six So let's, let, let's get into uh, the unfortunate event that happened on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, what did you make of it in, in general? Um, Do we, should we start with looking at, looking at talking about the lineup? What, what did you make of, of the team? Big, obviously, Bamiang was out. Yeah, where did that seem to kind of get crept up on this now a little bit? I mean, there was no... I, I definitely didn't hear the day before. I mean, unless I missed it. Did you see anything the day before? I didn't see anything oh. at all. And I literally saw the, like, on Instagram the, the lineup, and I was like, it didn't hit me first. I went, hang on a minute. Is, uh, where, the hell, where the hell's about me? Um, yeah, well, that's the thing for me. It was a case of, I don't know. You it's, can't, it's a calf it, injury, isn't it, that he's out with? Yeah, if it's a calf strain, it's a calf strain. But I don't know. Just with it, I don't know whether it's my you know, super spider senses. <laughs> You know, going into full flow just because of the way things have asked, you know, with Arsenal have been this year. You can't help but thinking, not maybe look into it more because I actually haven't looked into it any further, but the thoughts start going in your mind, don't they? Is there anything more to it? Especially with, you know, his form. You know, we've, we all saw that video. I think we briefly touched on it on the last pod there, that video that got released before the, the North London derby. The bloke doesn't look himself. So you can't help but think, is there something more behind? behind the scenes and what we maybe need. i hope not i hope not maybe he just needs a break because like you said that, that video before spurs he just seems so down in the dumps and just so miserable yeah. i just think he's carrying the wheels on his shoulders right now and maybe maybe there is more to it i guess we'll never know we will never know no you're absolutely right and it's, it's, i guess it for me it was just a real shame because you know he scored his goal uh in the it was a shame and I think it had we it's, it's all listen puts, but if we'd have had him for the Everton game, yeah, it's a completely different match with him. But you think? Okay, yeah. So going back to the lineup, um, it it was pretty much what we expected. I think. Were you surprised to see Eddie and Kea in there over Lacazette? Yes and no. Um, it's a tricky one. 
and Ketia really divides my opinion just in, internally, to be honest. I'm not, I mean, look, he's, what other options do we really have when obviously there's no Aubameyang? I guess when Aubameyang's out, maybe I was a little surprised um, not to see Lacazette, but then it's a case of who do you put on that, that left front? Yeah, absolutely. We went with William. We'll, we'll come on to him later. Um, yeah, look, I was I was shot a little bit surprised to see seeing Ketcher in there. And what, were you, what were your thoughts on Rob Holden, captain of the team? Because I guess most of us would have would have thought without Bamiang and Xhaka, David Luiz potentially. Um, Bellerin obviously was was on the bench. Yeah, well, obviously Jack is still banned, uh, thankfully. So I'm not too too fussed about him. Um, I mean, look, when you look at that starting lineup, who else? I guess the, the strange one, uh, and again, we might come on to this briefly later on, but this, when you look at those centre, you know, who was playing in our back three there, um, who, would you, who would you have thought, or who has been previously used as captain, who wasn't? I'd have given it to Tierney, to be fair. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. Because, look, Rob Holding's Rob Holding. Um, I had such high hopes for him a couple of years back. I think we all did. You know, especially when you look at that that cup final. Uh, where yeah, he... I, I like Rob Holding, and, yeah. and I don't like to criticise him, but I just I think it comes down to Rob Holding. He's probably not good enough. Like he's a good defender. I mean, what is our level right now? We we say is he good enough for the Arsenal? Well, right now we're languishing down in what fifteenth. So you could say, well, he's probably is good enough for a team fifteenth. But, a mid-table sort of player. We're a mid-table team at the minute. So it's right. So right now, you could argue he's at the right club. But um, going forward, you look at that back you know, back three. You don't really keep any. You know, Louise holding. Um, it, it was, I was I was glad to see uh, Bellerin on the bench. Mm. I did. I did. Apparently, expected just to see him back in the team. Whether you know whether or not that was a tactical thing or. Um, who knows? Yeah, you can only... I don't know. He's, he's not been great recently, Bellerin. Um, no. I do think Arteta is frantically searching for something. And um, what that something is right now is it's hard for us all to see. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just kind of one of those, really. But So, as, as, as for the game, um, I thought for the first half, we were pretty comfortable, would you say? Um, well, look, we were texting each other through, throughout it. We were incredibly blunt, but look, we're very blunt going forward, full stop, no matter how we play. Um, I think there's been a lot of games this season. This I kind of put this into the the same category where, like you say, we're, you know, we're not playing terribly. Okay, I don't think we're a, a shambles most of the time. Um, you know, I think one thing we can definitely say is defensively, we're a little bit stronger than what we were. Yeah, we are more solid defensively. It just seems we've had to really, you know, but at the expense of the attack. The attacking side of it, yeah, it's just gone. Um, I mean, on Sunday, on Saturday night, you know, it was clear that our only source of creativity was down that left hand side between Tierney and Saka. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, yeah, there was very great. little to really talk about. Yeah, um, it was it was unfortunate to concede like we did. What were your thoughts on the goal? I know that William was criticised for not getting over there and, and holding for the header. Do, do you think we're being a bit harsh or do you think it's just one of those things? On holding, yeah, I find it a little harsh. Um, it's kind of one of those goals. I mean, look, it's classic Arsenal where the assist came from for them. Um, you know, Wobi. I'm just delighted he didn't score. <laughs> of course he was going to get the assist. Yeah, he was going to have a reasonable game. He didn't do a great deal, to be honest with you. Um, other than that, he's kind of in a Wobi performance. Business. Very average, isn't he? Yeah, it is. I mean, how we managed to get 30, 35 minutes for him was... Probably... One of the better Arsenal deals, you could, you could say. Outgoing-wise, absolutely. Um, but no, I think, yeah, back to the goal. I mean, look, we can criticise William for the, the whole duration of this, this podcast, if you want his I'd have to The William show. He's got to be what, up there, one of the worst signs we've made in recent memory. of just not... Yeah, it's just infuriating to watch that player um, it is and we can talk about his performance in a minute with, with yeah. Pepe's um, mm. you, you asked me last week whether Eddie was good enough we, we had a conversation well I think we got our answer you, we really did with that one there was one yeah. remember there was one um, at 1-0 one 
Three one goal, and it was a nice bit of play. And listen, you've got you've got to really hit that on target in games like this when chances are few and far between. We can't be we can't afford to to miss. Well, listen, if he gets on target and the keeper saves it, fair enough. But to not to not hit to hit to, to put it hit it wide, he's not, be... not good enough, is it? It's not good enough. No, not at that level. Um, at any level in the Premier League, that's any team. If you put that opportunity in any team in the Premier League, we'll all have the same response. Um, so at Arsenal's level, and I look, look taken out of context of where we are right now, when we say Arsenal's level, right? Our level to us should be at least, you know, we should be aiming for that European football. Top six is what we, yeah, must, of course. we should have been going for. That's out, you know, that's not going to happen unless we go on some crazy, you know, Crazy run, um, which none of us can really envisage coming right now. But for me, it was just screaming out. Oh, a bit of composure there, lacking for someone who scores a lot of goals inside the box, who's kind of known for having a little bit of composure. It went out the window. It, we, he had so much time. All you had to do is take a touch, set yourself, finish. And for me, the, the thing that kind of sprung to mind straight away was he was just going for, not a worldy goal necessarily, but he was going for the harder option to make himself look good if it went in. That was yeah. My sky yeah. was a little bit behind yours, and you texted yeah. me saying, "Take, take a touch, for God's sake." Yeah. And it can, it happened like ten seconds after that. I just knew already. I didn't even get her from the sofa. I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, you knew what was coming, and it's just really frustrating to watch. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's just, just it's just not the guy who's going to take us in no. forward in any way, in my opinion, and. I appreciate that you know he's young and you know you've got to give him time. I personally, I I was fine with seeing him in the eleven because I don't rate Lacazette either, and a lot of people were criticising that choice, saying Lacazette should have been in there. But based on that, I think I don't think I don't think either are particularly no you know that good or on form. So no, it was a bit of a dead rubber in that sense. Um, Sometimes you know we need a bit of luck, and we got that with the penalty. Um, Nicolas Pepe, you know took it well I'd say it's probably the only thing he did all game um, yeah. it seemed like a pretty uninspired first half I felt you know if we could have gotten a half time at one all then you know it would have given us something to build on yeah obviously the Arsenal way to concede right before half time what are your thoughts on the goal do, do you think it was a catalogue of errors or once again is it one of those things to me you know, I think I think is it Pepe leaves his man it just seemed a bit messy didn't it um, for me, look, conceding from any set piece isn't great, but it, and I think I said it to you shortly afterwards, it's, again, it's, it's the basics, right? It's the basics of football where we seem to struggle the most, and it's painful to watch because it's, it's obvious. Um, the first thing I said to you is, and again, I don't mind having no people on the posts, sorry, that's not what I meant to say, I, I think we need at least one on the post, we shouldn't have none. Uh, when it's that, you know, if it's a free kick over in that area of the pitch, different story. But when it's a corner uh, and they've, you know, they've got some big lads, I just think you, you need people on the post. Yeah. It's because otherwise you open yourself up to criticism. Look at me right now and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's going, why have we not got any, not even on the front post or the back post? The back post for me um, is the one that should be covered because Leno, if you don't want anyone on the post, should have that area of the goal covered. I think he... And again, I, got, I know I was a little bit critical of him last week. I'm not, again, being overly critical here, but he misjudges the flight um, of the ball very quickly and takes that step forward, which yeah. means he's all out of position. Um, it's a shame because he just made a really good save. It was a fantastic save, and that's why I don't want to be too hard on him. And it's, you know, there's nothing worse as a keeper than when you make a blinding save and then literally within a minute you concede. Um, but I don't think, you know, that's, that's his fault at all, I think. No, 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 that's me from really. That, from that sort of range... It's very difficult for a keeper. Um, it, I thought as well, like it was poor sort of. It was a poor setup. I think it was Nicolas Pepe on 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 the player. I can't remember who scored the goal. I, I just sort of left the room. Yeah, <laughs> got Yerry, it was Yerry Mina. Yeah, I got. I got. I sort of saw the goal go in. I got off. Yeah, when I made a drink and thought, sod this. Um, but classic roll of the eyes moment, really, isn't it? Yeah. Just before half time, we just it's got ourselves back. It's a shame, isn't it? And I think it left us with a massive mountain to climb in that second half. Yeah, but that's the problem. When we've got a mountain to climb, I mean, I'm sure you probably have the same feeling. If we go one down um, at any stage of a game, you just. I never envisaged it coming back to win. No. And in that second half, Everton knew exactly what to do. They sat back, they soaked at the pressure. Yeah. 
yeah. and tried to nick it on the break. And there was a few times they countered us and, you know, we, we survived it and we, we managed to get the ball away. But, mm. you know, it seems like right now teams are just setting up with the best way to beat Arsenal. It's just part of the bus. Yep. You know, they, they know we can't break them down. Leicester did it. Tottenham did it. Everson did it. Burnley did Everyone's it. Done it really. It's just, you know, have the ball, Arsenal. Yeah, have the ball, have do nothing with it. Pass around our box. Occasionally, well, actually, I say occasionally, consistently just throwing crosses to nobody who's going to finish them because that's just, we don't have that striker. So I don't know why we keep persisting with whipping in crosses all the time. It doesn't work, does it? No, no, it really doesn't. But I think, again, it's just, I just think it's uh, a clear indication that we just lack so many ideas. Yeah. Like there were so many occasions where you watch a winger cut in, right? William did it a few times. Now look, you know, I hate William, to be honest with you. I really do. But I think he was improved slightly in the second half and he carried the ball quite well on a few occasions in, in and around their final uh, third. But he was running across uh, yeah. the 18-yard box. And all I'm thinking at this point is, right, who's going to make the run um, and he can play a reverse through ball? But it never happened. He just kept spreading it out wide and then another cross would come in. But I just want somebody in our team just or, or even as a team in general we just never take risks we never no. want to try and play that hard ball we just go for the boring simple stuff it's very safe isn't it i yeah. thought the performance in the second half was much better but listen the fact that we didn't register a single shot on target when we're losing That's the game 2-1 is astounding what what is going on it's simply not good enough mm. um you know, is, 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 risk. Is it any surprise though with William Pepe and Eddie leading the line? Are we that no. surprised we did, we did, we lost the game? Um, what what have we got to do to get a performance out of Nicolas Pepe? I don't know, mate. And it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a real. I don't understand. I'm at, I'm at a loss as to what is going on. Yeah, it's really hard because again, I think the transfer fees. We all know, you know, it's blew our, our expectations probably way way further or higher than it than it should be. Uh, but even still, even if we paid 50 million for him, right, he still came with a reputation. I mean, price tag aside, everybody was excited by this guy. Yeah, of course. Uh, we weren't the only two have links with him. I was excited by him. Um, there was a lot of hype. And, and I think Man United were looking at him. There was, it wasn't just Arsenal. Mm. But, but yeah, Pepe's one of those where you've seen little glimpses of brilliance here and there. And I think that's the frustration for us is we all think, and I'm, I'm not even going to say that we know, we all think and believe there's a player in, in Nicolas Pepe and we're just not seeing it. And he he teases it, doesn't he, every now and again? Sorry, say that again? He, like, teases us with, like, you know, a moment yeah. of brilliance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and as for William, I thought he was just... I know you were talk, saying then you know, he, did, he did some... You know, he, he did a bit, but I thought he was very poor. A few stats for, for William. Zero shots on target. Zero take on zero successful crosses and zero duels won. Yeah, and, tw- and in twelve appearances, he's had one shot on target. Yeah, he walks into the team every week and does absolutely cycle. You, you look at the work rate of someone like Saka, and who's mm. what? He's nineteen-year-old kid. Mm. And you look at uh, Pepe and uh, Willian. It's embarrassing. Listen, with with Willian, I sort of get it. You know, this is a retirement home for him. He doesn't care. Um, but Pepe. You know, he's young, he should be hungry. You know, he's come up for a massive amount of money and it just doesn't doesn't live up to live up to expectation at all. Yeah, you say he's young enough. Um Crikey, what? How old is Nicholas Pepe? I thought he was about 20, 25. Just have a quick look here now, actually, because I think yeah, we let play we, I mean, yeah, when we say a player is young, I mean look, in the grand scheme of life, yeah, he's very young, but when it comes to professional athlete or a professional footballer, yeah, he's 25. Yeah. For me, you're not young anymore. You know, you should be coming into the peak of your career. What I mean you by that, I mean, he should be hungry for success. 100%, 100%. And he's playing like someone who's, you know, on his way out you know, for retirement. One thing I'll just put this over to you, because one thing I've always thought, and this isn't just in football, I just think this applies to life in general. And it's, I just think, you know, there's certain people in life, in the walk of life, that can only reach a certain level, right? And what I mean by that, and I'm going to, I'll come on to an example for this, and it's something I spoke about with my Man United friends over the last couple of years. And that's, some people will only be able to get to a certain level, and their peak won't be the, what you might, what you think it might be, right? 
And yeah, everyone has a ceiling, don't they? Everybody has a ceiling. It's recognising that ceiling. And for me, the, I'll use one example. He's not an Arsenal player, but I think, you know, we might pop Pepe into this category. Romelu Lukaku, right? When he, he was in the Premier League for a long time, obviously came through quite young. Chelsea went on loan to West Brom, et cetera, et cetera, and did, did very well. He was an absolute tank, Right, yeah, he did brilliantly at Everton in particular. Uh, and Everton's one of those clubs where there's not, there's pressure, obviously. There's pressure at top flight football full stop, but there's not the pressure that you would get at Man United. And when he went to Man United, for me, I don't think he could handle the pressure of playing up front, being the main lead striker for Man United, um, because he wasn't consistent enough. I don't think he could handle that. And you look at him, he's left. He's gone to, to Inter Milan and he's flying. All you hear about every week is Romelu Lukaku is doing this, that and the other. And you're telling me that's the same person that was at Man United? No, I just think... He's in a club where there isn't as much pressure as you would have got at United. And he's in a league which suits his style of play a bit more. Um, I'm having those thoughts around Nicola Pepe. I just, look, and everyone that ever comes into this club, you want to do well. I mean, if anybody wishes badly on anyone that joins Arsenal, whether that's a manager, whether that's a player, I just think that's pretty dumb, to be honest. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with everything you're saying. And I think as well, they're sort of, there's a line when you say, okay, well, you've been here a year and a half now. At what point do you say, you know what? It's not working. Um, we've got to look at different options. Yeah. If, if we're still you know, in this situation in six months' time with, with Nicolas Pepe, you, you have to question whether you know, we, we take the hit and we sell him on. Yeah. Um, personally, I, I can't see... I, I can't, I, I'd love to be wrong and I'd love to get him well, playing, but I can't see it happening. I, and I think he'll be with us next season, and I think we'll be having the same conversation. Well, that's the problem, isn't it, though? How many times do we need to touch on this? I mean, do you think a new manager could help him? Because you know, sometimes you see that you get a new manager and you get a reaction from the players. Hard to know. We've done this twice recently, and you talk about manager bounce. We got a very minimal bounce. No. When it comes to league form, we didn't really get one, if I'm honest. Um, well, and I think the cup competitions is really, well, in particular last season, is really you know, the classic paper over the cracks a little bit. Um, How's paper over the cracks? I saw a stat the other day to say that uh, Mikel Arteta has won more games in cup competitions, uh, 14 out of 17, than he has in the Premier League, 13 out of, 20, uh, 13 out of 33. So there you go. Um, going back to the game, I yeah. thought all in all, it was a pretty uh, uninspired game. And to yeah. me, it looked like a team of individuals. Um, perhaps as a divide yeah. within the team, you know, you look at the body language and just something doesn't uh, seem right to me. No, whether the players it, look depressed, yeah. Whether that's just me, you know, being negative or not, I don't see a happy team. You look at us towards the back end of last season when we, we won the Cup, mm. there was a real togetherness. And, you know, Arteta built that and it, you know, we were all really excited about having that unity within the squad and that's just completely gone. Diminished. And, you know, it's funny because we've all seen these questions popping up and we've all had these thoughts ourselves. Um, and that is, did you, you know, if we could have rewound to just after that FA Cup defeat, for example, if we would have had a conversation the day after and I said to you, Steve, and by Christmas we'll be 15, four points off the bottom. The team is in an absolute shambles. You wouldn't, there's just no way I would have thought that. Um, and I think that's the, the shock factor for us. Is, I don't think any of us saw it getting this bad. To be, to be fair, if you'd have said to me this time last year that we were going to be in a lockdown for most of 2020, I'd have been like, what are you smoking? But <laughs> don't you think that Arsenal, just in our performances, is the epitome of 2020? Because yeah, it's like Groundhog Day, right? It has been. And, you know, I, I'm still grateful for the FA Cup. I think oh, that was the, 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 the highlight of the year, but you know, it doesn't take anything away from where we are now. And, you know, you're only, you're only as good as your last result. And Jesus Christ. It's, 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 look it's, it's, you look at, look at where we are at the moment. It's really concerning. I don't think we'll go down just because, you know, although we aren't playing very well and there's clearly a lot of issues, we've got a lot of good players in that squad. You know, these players are not a team, you know, that reflects a team in 15th. Um, it's just not. We are, in many respects, the quality of player we have, we are too good to go down. Don't get me wrong, you know, anyone could go down. You're never too big to go down and it could happen to us, but I don't think it will. I'd like you, to, what about you? Yeah, um, I agree with you as well. So I don't think we're too big to go down at all. Um, but also it comes down to, I think, Sheffield United and West Brom 
are going to go down. And I think... Sheffield United, yeah, I do. Fulham, for me, have turned a little corner there recently with four points off the bottom. Uh, Sorry, off off 18th. You know, and you look at at who's down there in 18th. It's Burnley. They've got two games in hand. Yeah, it's good. No, they go above us, right? I know, look, it's a big if, right? Big if. Big if, but, but you know, listen, we've got to start winning. We have to start winning. We have to get some points. And... Look, we'll come back onto the Arteta thing earlier because I do think it, it boils into that quite a lot. There's a lot of you know narrative around the job he's doing. Let's well, let's let's, let's have a look at um, Arteta and talk about because for me, you know, it's becoming increasingly difficult to maintain support. And I want to ask you a question: yeah, yes or no answer. Um, I'll try. <laughs> do you, do you want to keep him? Firstly, as a manager. Now, look, this is why I can't give you a yes or no answer on that, because... We're, we're yes, gonna that's not a yes or no answer. <laughs> no, it's not. And I was going to struggle with it from the off, because it's not that black and white, I don't think. Because, like I said, I was quietly optimistic after that cup run that we might push for top four. I'd seen things that thought, right, we might nick games 1-0 here and there, tight margins, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, I was incredibly wrong. <laughs> Probably a lot yeah. of this But I was also, as much as I was quietly optimistic, I was happy to kind of plod through this season a little bit. Look, it was always going to be a tough job. I've, I've said it to you before. I thought even an experienced manager coming in to pick up the pieces, it would have been a tough job. And yeah, some, I agree with that. Before it's again even harder. If we would have ended up finishing nine tenth, and you know did okay in the Europa League and did okay in the cup competitions. I could have kind of lived with that again with the full knowledge that what's coming this summer with a lot of the, the, the players we dislike over the last number of years coming out of contract. I think there is going to be a you know, catastrophic shift um, in the summer, hopefully. But so, at, the, at the same time, have we, got enough, have we got enough time to wait for these things to happen? You know, that's, about, that's, now, that's now the question and that's why I can't give you a yes or no because look, if we were sat 10th right now when you asked me that question... I would be, I'd have no problem sticking with Arteta, right? Till next year. And I think, you know, fast forward 12 months time, where are we next December? That, I, that would be for me the perfect ideal opportunity to judge Arteta then because it's just go up with the crop. You, you say that, but he's had, he's had a year now. He's had a year, yeah. He's had a whole year. Listen, I, I, let me ask you another question if you can't give me an answer to that one. Mm. Do you think the club will back him? Or do you do you think we'll see another manager in at some point this season? Yeah. Tricky one to give you a yes. <laughs> and look, you can ask me a question one day, and I'll give you a yes or no answer. But for this one again, it's you can't. It's so hard to know because you know no no club can come out and go. Our manager is under pressure. We're considering other options because you just can't. The manager is always supported until he's not. He'll be backed until he's not. The the honeymoon period is well and truly it's over. well and truly over. And I and I think if this was anyone else. He'd be gone. We, we listen. If this was Uno Emery, mm. it'd be right in the streets. And for some reason, I don't know why. And I, I find you know I do it myself as well. We we are a lot more patient with Arteta, and I think you know we, we need to be a bit more. Maybe we, we should be a bit more ruthless. Or you know, is it the Arsenal way to be sacking managers every every twelve months? You know, we don't. I don't, I don't want to be sacking a manager every twelve months. Me I don't neither. want to become that club. Me but. Listen, it clearly isn't working. Um, we can blame the players all we want, but these are the same players who we were praising at the start of the season when you know, yeah. we won the FA Cup and we were like, you know, we, yeah. we, we started the season quite well and we were like, you know, potentially, you know, we could, ch- we could challenge for top four. Yeah. So why is it with the same players? We're, we're languishing in 15th. So you have to look at the manager for that, right? And that's where the, the problem is. If, if we would have been playing poorly, sat bang average in mid-table again I could have done it but I just don't think any of us saw with this group of players as much as we dislike them we never ever ever envisaged that they'd be in a, a relegation no. as, as much as you know I don't rate people like Granite Jacker and He's still uh, not players like Rob Holden and David Luiz they're still better than where we are they're still yeah. you know very good footballers and yeah. it's just it's just getting worse and worse and when Arteta's coming out saying like you know we're so we were unlucky listen we had we had, you know, nothing on the weekend in, in terms of chances, really. No, no. I, know, I know definitely we hit the post in the second half, but to come out and say we're unlucky, Everton had, what, two shots on target and they scored both? Well, yeah. one of them was a low goal. So I, I'm not, don't quote me on that, but, you know, these are small margins, but I'm watching these games thinking, 
I don't think we were unlucky. I thought, you know... We kind of got what we deserved, yeah. yeah. And it's happening every week. Do you think, with Arteta, do you think he, his own words are coming back to bite him a little bit? Um, and what I mean by that is his own words. Like, when he came in, he said everything the fans want to hear, right? You know, we need to build. I need yeah, to build. no, absolutely. Do you not think with the current group of players, he's kind of asking them to play a certain way, but they're all kind of going... I don't even know if I'm going to be here next season. So what am I buying into exactly? There is a lot of that. But I also think there's a lot of, I don't really know what, what they, I don't think the players know what system we're trying to play. I think there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's a, uh, from what Ateta is trying to set out to what the players are doing, I just think there's a real lack of communication. Um, and you know, you're left with what we've currently got, where we just look like completely void of any ideas. It's like, you know, do these these footballers you know, know, know the basics at the moment? I look at some of our players and I think if these guys win a competition on a serial packet to be a professional footballer. Well, they're on a serious packet that they should. I, I feel like Nicholas Pepe's literally gone to Sainsbury's, picked up a box, picked up, picked up a box of Frosties. You know, on the back he's entered a competition, and boom, here we go. Yeah, maybe he's the model. He was that hunting Ali Dia. Maybe he's just him. Reincarnated. He's Ali Dia. He doesn't know. Jeremy Ali Dia. Yeah. No, no, not Jeremy Ali Dia. You won't remember this. You might be a bit too young, but there was a there was a player who basically scammed his way into a performance. He came on as a substitute for Southampton, claiming he was George Weah's cousin or something like this. Oh no, I don't know. That was no, a time. Have a read into that. Crikey, mate, you're too young. But it's it's a funny story. Um, he managed to come on. He never came on again because it was obvious he's not a professional. <laughs> I bet he stood out like a sore thumb, didn't he? Yeah, probably stood out as much as Nicola Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when we had Yaya Sanogo? The po- was he like was he like a postman before he played for Arsenal? Probably. Uh, he doesn't know where the postage stamp is, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, listen, I, I appreciate that people are trying to be patient and yeah, know, it's not as black and white as, as, as the saying it's the manager's fault, but I think there comes a time where you've got to say, listen, we've got to change this or we, we're in deep trouble of that's getting problem, going down. It? That is and, the problem. You know, in football, it's a results game. Um, and we can't just say, can we? I don't think it, we're in the position to keep saying, I'll oh, we'll give him another week, we'll give him till Christmas, you know, we'll give him till like Easter. Mm. It could be too late by then. So, so ah. for me, I, I'm re- I hate to say it because I, I think most people would agree we, 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 you know, we like our set and we wanted it to work. Yeah. But I think we're just buying into this sort of vision, this idea, and we've got this cool, trendy young manager. But really, it's all sort of smoke and mirrors. If this was anyone yeah. else, we'd be like, this guy is clueless. Yeah, it's yeah. not working. Yeah. Now, you, you look at some of his decisions. My biggest issue with Arteta is the non-negotiable, non-negotiables. They, they don't I, in some respects, like, yeah, you know, you've got to be consistent. Um, and it's not consistent at yeah. all. Like, players like uh, Torreira, Guduzzi out the door, Ozil not in the 25-man squad. Socrates as well. We don't really talk about Socrates, and no. I don't think he's the, he's the greatest footballer. But to, to leave him out the twenty-five man squad when you've got Pablo Mari, who is be, was that injured and wasn't going to be back until like you know middle of the season, mm. it's a no-brainer to put Socrates in that squad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Regardless yeah. of whether we're going to use him, it just and I think this you know and I've read it saw in you know in the, over the weekend and it's it's all it's all uh, if. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but these stories have got to come somewhere and I think there are definitely cause for concern and, and these non-negotiables are definitely causing an issue. It's, you know, it's no different for me and you at work. You know, if you've got a manager who's, you know, favouriting certain Favorite, people, yeah. you're going to talk, you're going to moan, you're going to be like, this guy, is a, sure. this guy doesn't have a clue what he's doing. And I think that's what we're seeing. Um, you know, you, it's like Willian. Didn't he bugger off to, was it Turkey or Dubai? No, he went to, he went to Dubai. Yeah. Um, and then he starts the next game, comes off half-time with a, with a muscle strain. And there was, there was, a, there was something in the, in the press about that as well. So the, a lot of the backroom staff weren't happy about, the decision, about that decision. So none of I mean, this makes sense football. to me. No, even that, football aside, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. what one, you know, I know we touched on, you know, the pandemic earlier on, I'm not going to go back into it, but anyone who's travelling abroad at the minute, um, it's just you know, a ridiculous thing to do. It it's is. It's just, it's just irresponsible. Um, and that I, think, I think that shows the attitude. That, 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 for me, is a clear sign. He doesn't care. No, you know, this, this is a retirement home for, for, for him. Um, he, he, he'd happily sit on the bench for the next two years and just get his pay out. 
I mean, look, he, he would absolutely do that. He's, he's earning enough coin. He doesn't care. He doesn't need to achieve anything in the in the English game. He's done it all in the, in England. He's won the FA Cup. He's won won the Premier League. Um, geez, did he even win the Champions League? I can't remember. Probably. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure he won the I don't Champions know how long League. Ago that was, to be honest. I don't really give a shit about Chelsea. But no. But yeah, so frustrating. Think, I think right, the non-negotiable side of it is yeah. it's the most annoying part because again, at the start, all of us, all of us bought into that. All of us were excited to hear that. We don't want to be a pushy club anymore. We want to see people working hard. And in fact, if he would have followed it through, like he did with some others, but then you've got a couple of these others, you know, Williams, the, the key example, unfortunately, he's turning into the lightning rod for a lot of us, but understandably so. Um, apply it to him as well. Why has he started? Well, how on earth he stayed on during the 90 minutes of that game? Oh, no. Beyond me. I text you through it. Yeah. There was one sub, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but he didn't come off. I think Martinelli I came on for Sabias, did he? I can't remember off the top of my yeah. head. Um, but then the second time, he just literally ballooned a shot with his left foot. Oh, that was so annoying. I was like, right, surely he's coming off now. And again. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're in a fairly good position, you know, and you've got you've got people on. Maintain the ball. Oh, do anything <laughs> it's frustrating, that. isn't it? It's, it's very frustrating. Like, I don't want to get into the Mesut Ozil thing because it's done, but yeah. you've got a question. Listen, it could could he do a worse job than Willian? Is he you know could he be any worse? No, not at all. And no, you look really, at, you look really at our bench on the weekend. How many defenders we had we got on the bench? How many defenders do we have for stop? Maybe. You know you've got to say uh, he couldn't do any worse. I think I don't think Urza will come back because there's that no. sort of too, you know, too much. Will it undermine the manager? Will it undermine the system? But at not. the same time, you know you're you know Arteta's making these rules up as he goes along, so. Listen, yeah, never say never, I think, with that. Never say never. I, I just can't see it happening for multiple reasons. You know, you and I, Emery, did it. And look how that went down for him. It went down like a sack of shit, to be perfectly honest. Um, and now he's like third in Spain. Or so. <laughs> oh, that's not even... You know, that's not, you know, again, again, that kind of comes back to what I was saying about certain levels. Certain people are suited to, you know, certain leagues. He's clearly suited to Spain. Um which is fine, right? That's, I've got. I never had an issue with Emery, right? Nice, yeah. He was he was likable, wasn't he, manager? You, you sort of you felt felt sorry for him towards the end. Of course, absolutely. And it was it was never a, a, a thought to me, and, and the same for anybody. Nobody ever goes into a club to sabotage or lack of effort. No, of <laughs> um, so, so think, speaking of managers, um, I know you. I asked you before whether you think, mm. he, yeah, we should keep him or not. When you've sort of. Uh, brush that question aside. Um, speaking of possible replacements, you, we're looking at maybe Allegri, uh, Pochettino, Rogers. Who would you, you know, take out of them if you had a choice? If I had the choice, oh, it's a tricky one. I wouldn't go Allegri right now. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. Why? I just think with that kind of league, it might not happen. Um, and what I mean, sorry, is that he's obviously in, coming from a very defensive orientated league, which we've kind of got, not got it down, but we've obviously improved quite a lot. It's our attacking aspect that we're really, really blunt. I mean, that's where we need our improvement. Dare I say Brendan Rodgers? Um, dare I say it? But again, you know, I had a thought at the weekend. Like, you know, I met my old, my old man. You know, he's a lifelong Arsenal fan yesterday for... A walk, and you know he was talking. You know, let's get to January. Let's try and let's try and spend our way out of this. And I was like, one, you've supported Arsenal long enough to know we don't really do that for a start. Um, but for me, it was more the fear of even if we did, and you know, imagine the Cronkers gave us the most magical Christmas present of all time of some some good money to go and invest in the team. My fear is, who would want to come to join Arsenal right now? Yeah, it's true. And, and you can imagine, if we do bring someone, it'll probably be a loan deal. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy into this war chest and we've got all this money. Um, I do. Look, I buy into it if the money's there. Right? I, I, I think we fall for this every season. And, yeah, we do. Um, it's but just a never-ending never cycle of disappointment. Disappointment, but it's surely getting to a point now where it's critical. Like, if you're, you know, the, the Cronkers... Um, you're not looking at it from overseas. Obviously, they can't come over in a minute, but you're not look, looking at it thinking, shit, literally shit. I doubt they even know when we're playing, to be fair. Uh, I, Stan, probably not. Josh, 
you know, he was a lot more hands-on over the last 12 to 18 months. So I give him Maybe. A, a bit of credit. And look, they did, did, apparently they dipped into their pockets for the Thomas Party deal, which was great. Well, but, I've read a few different things to suggest that that, that wasn't their money. Um, but, you know, it, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to yeah. get into the financial side. It, it's not something that um, I know too much about. So. None of, unfortunately, none of us do, mate. A lot of it's just assumptions. And so go, going back to sort of manager for me so you said yeah, Rogers yeah. right I'd say Pochettino uh, because for me I, I don't know enough about Allegri I know he's won a lot with you yeah United. same um, yeah, I, agree. I don't know enough about him it's and it's the same when we you know we get linked with these we get linked with these players and you see it all over social media and to be honest yeah. most of us don't have a clue about any of them like you know you see a, a two minute video on YouTube and you're like oh yeah they, they look fantastic well anyone can look great in a in a two minute YouTube video true for, for me I like Rogers, um, but yeah. long term, I don't think. Well, Is there such I think he could definitely, he definitely get us at the table. I think all three of them would. I think all three of them would be an improvement. But for me, I'd go for Poch, just because it would piss it would piss off Tottenham fans. Piss off Tottenham, man! It would um, save a couple of. And I think as well. he, he, he's, 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 he's he, the big argument against. He's never won anything, okay? But yeah, um, he, you know, he gets he got to a Champions League final last uh, season before last. Yeah, you know, he got Tottenham into, into Champions League football. He may not get us to where we want to be, but listen, I, I, he's got he's experienced, and I think he would be you know a, a great option. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think the club will get rid of Arteta. You know, to answer the question I asked you, I think they'll back him. Uh, um, I think I just. Tricky one. If we, if we don't turn around a couple of, and I think the key aspect is for Arteta is this one of uh, fixtures we have coming up soon. Uh, let's just have a quick look here. And obviously, look, we've got City in the Cup um, this week. That's fine. Chelsea on Boxing Day. Massive game. Then it's, there's four games after that, which will define him for me, and it'll probably define our. It might define our season. But you've got Brighton away, West Brom away. Those those two games are massive. If we lose, if we lose to West Brom and Brighton, we are in massive trouble. Massively. Well, we're well, we're in massive trouble now. We're yeah, in yeah. even bigger trouble. So I don't. If we can't get even, and and again, it's not just results. We do need to see an upturn in performances as well. Um, yeah. You know, you can't play poorly against these sides, win one 0 and think that's a good a good job. job this has been coming for ages though, because even when we started the season, we were winning. I remember after every game, you know, we were all very sort of. A little bit naive, and we'd say, "Oh, listen, we, we, it wasn't a great performance, and we do need to create a midfielder, and we, we are missing, you know, lacking in certain areas of pitch, but we won, and trust the process, and it will get yeah. better." And it was sort of like, you know, it never, it never did, and and I think really deep down, do we, do, you know, it's all speculation, but did we ever actually think it would get any better? Certainly for me, I was watching a team who was just like. You know, people say, oh, you know, the best teams are the teams who can play poorly and still win games well. Yeah, but that's when, you know, we're talking those performances should come in once every two months where, you know, you look at Liverpool now, they'll play poor, but they'll grind out a win. But then next week, they'll go and play well. Oh, well. The problem is we're just playing poorly all the time. They're incredible, aren't they? And it reminds me, you you know, what you're saying there, exactly how we we started with Emery. We went on a really amazy run and, you know, we were getting results, but we weren't. We weren't playing that well, were we? And we knew it. We were talking about it. We were like, and it's good. This is good, right? We're getting results. But we were all worried that, well, you know, what if we don't get that goal? What if, you know, Aubameyang stopped scoring goals? Well, look yeah, what's happening. You're very reliant on certain factors. Yeah, we really were. Yeah. It's really. very much like, I don't like to mention them, it's very much like those down the road. You, you know, you saw they were undone yesterday, which was, yeah. it was very nice to see. One of the oh. highlights of the weekend. Um, yeah, but they're very reliant on, you know, certain players in the team. And when they, when they don't get a tune out of them, you know, they're very, very average. And I think that speaks you know, for us. Mm. It rings truth. You know, we, we're very reliant on, on Aubameyang and, you know, he's gone missing this season. And yeah. as you can see, there's, there's sort of no one else to sort of pick up the slack. And I think maybe Thomas Partey would be someone in there who you could kind of look towards, but he's been out. You can look towards him for a performance, but again, one of the biggest issues we have is where no goal scorers. No goals. Well, well I, I was talking about performance more, but yeah, goal scorers, Aubameyang, yeah. Because, so, because, yeah, for me, that, that, that's 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 the one. And apart from him, who's going to get you these goals? Do, do, do you think maybe you know we could see a striker brought in? 
Or was that? Oh, it's interesting, right? Because there's the instant thought the one big positive that came out of the weekend was the return of Martinelli. Um, it'd be yeah, interesting it was, it was to see if that wasn't it. It'd be interesting to see. I think we. Hmm, it is a good good question because I think again, if the money's there, I'd happily see another striker coming. Um, what is Mane's natural position? Is he a striker or is he more of like a left, like left sided attacker? He's that. He's very similar to Aubameyang yeah. and Henri in that kind of. He likes to drift out that size. Well, if yeah. Aubameyang wasn't, it's not a natural where it was from Henri. But I think I at this rate, I do. And it's really hard to kind of even think, you know, where I'm pulling this this kind of ideology from. But I have this feeling that Aubameyang for us certainly is better on the left, and I would prefer to see Martinelli because he's so young. Bamiang's come, you know, he's in the twilight part of his career. We can't deny that. Um, I'd like to see Martinelli through the middle because he's good with his head. And if we're going to keep whipping in these potters all the time, I mean, you only got to think back to, you know, when he kind of broke into the team last year. A lot of his goals came from crosses. from Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, maybe that might be this, you know, if we're going to be this cross inside, which we turned into this season, maybe he's not the immediate answer, but, you know, because we're going to have to give him time. He's, coming back from a long injury but there could be something there right yeah no, absolutely and I think if we can find a formula to start scoring goals I don't think we'll get anywhere near Europe but you know if we get the top 10 um just get out of where just get out of this current you know predicament we're in yeah. but defensively you know we don't see many goals so if we can find a way of unlocking teams and score some goals mm. you know, we will beat teams there's no doubt about that Mm. Um, I, 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 to be honest, I thought Everton, for all the you know, the hype around Everton this season, I thought they were very, very average. Very average, yeah, they were. Very average team. I know they're missing a few, you know, players, you know, um, yeah. but you know, I didn't see a team, you know, who were, were challenging for the title. Start the start of the were, season, people were talking about an Everton title charge. They were very. They started very well, didn't they? They did. Yeah. They, you know, they were they had some good results, but I, I yeah, don't. I, got, I, I think look to them. You know, a really good season for them uh, would be a top four push. Yeah, for me, I, mean, I, I, I think that's fair. I think we're making a lot of very average teams look very good right now. Like, I don't even think Southampton's that good aside. We look, everybody look like but, Barcelona mate, at this stage. Yeah, no, we do, and it's sort of a mentality thing because you know, even I'm going to the games thinking, oh god, they look good, and it's like, come on, come on, you know, you're not playing, you know. Um, the likes of Juventus, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid. You're playing <laughs> Wolves at home. Put you know, you know, get your get your shit together and let's go. Let's let's try and get a result. But yeah. confidence is a big thing in football. Confidence, and we've got we've got none know. of it at the moment. It's obvious, we've got none. And it's funny because you say that, and we're talking about you know just players' body language and stuff like that. It doesn't look like a happy squad. And one of the players I kind of noticed for this is Kieran Tierney. It just Bloke never smiles. I know he's. <laughs> he just doesn't look. He's always ready for war. That's why. Yeah, I love that. I love that. But I like Tierney. He's one of one of the shining lights in our squad. Um, yeah, very few of them. But yeah, I'd have to to kind of second that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, the Arteta in and out. That's going to uh, ramble on until we see it. So right now, just to summarise, you 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 think we should stick with him. Right. If I had to do it, I would let him go. If you, if you, if you put a gun to my head right now, okay, uh, that's interesting because I, I, I think as much as it pains me to say it, and this, we're, you know, yeah, it does pain we, me. We're allowed. We're only humans. We're allowed to change our opinions. I don't really agree with this whole concept of people nope. who are criticizing people for backing him, and now they're not backing him. It's like, oh, how dare you? Right. That's the essence you, of being a supporter. You have to back you know, yeah, we, we all have opinions, and you know, we're only human. I think it's. You can only you're only as good as your last result. And right now, for me, I look at it and think, regrettably, it isn't working. No. I, 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 I don't like this chopping and changing manager. That's but what it comes now. down to, you know, he, he isn't he isn't he hasn't got enough experience, and I don't know if he's got enough experience to turn us around. If we bring someone else in, whoever that may be, um, it, it's not going to be an easy job, and I don't expect them to, to work miracles. But I think with a manager who's got you know years of experience in management. I think would be, um, you know, a, a much better option for us and a safer yeah. option, certainly. We need, yeah, because there was an element of steadying the ship, uh, which yeah, we massively it. needed. And it was always, like I said to you before, it was a massive concern of mine, the size of the job. And that was pre-COVID. 
Yeah. You know, absolutely. if you look at everything he's had to deal with, he has had a lot of shite to deal with, which is fair. But at the same time, even before everything that's happened this year, I was worried about him coming in. And again, I bought into the idea. I fully support him. I still support him now and I'd still love to see him turn it around, right? Who wouldn't? I just think yeah. he's mad not to. But I think realistically, like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and like I said to you earlier, if you ask me that question and we're kind of hanging around ninth, 10th and doing okay one out of three games, I'd have been like, yeah, let's just ride this shitty season out till next summer and then judge him next Christmas. But we haven't got time for that. You, unfortunately, that time is... Yeah, you just you can't. We can't afford to take that risk. No. Now we're four four points off the bottom. Like that's the facts. That's, that's exactly what it is. Um, and none of us saw that coming. Even with this crop of players, we didn't see that happening. Um, and yeah. that's that's the problem he has. It's you're performing well under what we even thought bang average might have been. Um, no. It's a tricky one. And again, I'd love to see him turn it around, but. You know, I I mean, we all would. We all would. You know, no, no one wants. You know, we all want the best for Arsenal Football Club. But yeah. Um, and you're looking ahead to. Uh, is it Tuesday? We're playing Man City. Are we playing tomorrow? Uh, da, da, da. Man City. It's a dead rubber game, really, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Eight yeah. I think you know. I think we'll expect to see a lot of the kids, kind of a lot of the Europa League I hope so. players, <laughs> which, which I think uh, they've, only, they've, they've been. Our only real source of enjoyment this season. Um, yeah. Real quick question, I want to ask you actually. Do yeah. you think there's a division between sort of the team we see in Europe and in the League Cup and the starting eleven? You know, the, because you know you've got a question whether you know these these young lads are thinking, you know, what have I got to do to get into this team? Because you know they're, they're banging in with goals. They're, you know, some of them really good performances. If you if you if you're good enough for me, you're old enough. Yeah, That's I, what it comes down to. I 100% agree with that. And, I, and it kind of touches on what we were saying earlier about, you know, Nicholas Pepe being young. He's not. Um, if you're good enough, you're old enough. I mean, there's been many an example. Look, and I'll look at Wayne Rooney as one of them, 16. Yeah, no, absolutely. 16. I mean, look at Cesc Fabregas when he just... Yeah. Exactly. If you're good enough, you're old enough. I don't buy into this, give him time. This is the problem at Arsenal. We've become too, too nice. We too give nice. people too much time. You mentioned a word earlier, which sticks in my head every day when I think about Arsenal. And it's... We're not ruthless enough. We need to stop allowing these, you know, these kind of players just to coast through their careers at our club. Because I then you a, can't ship them on. I think a lot of that maybe comes from the Wenger era. Like, um, there were how many players did we have in our squad who, he, you know, he, he, in some respects, he was great because he, he he believed so much in players and he gave them so much opportunities. But whereas you can you compare it to Fergie, who was comp- very ruthless, and if you didn't cut it. He'd be gone. Whereas Wenger was always very, you know, we we met players at Arsenal who they'd be here for years and we just couldn't get rid of them, and yeah. and I think that maybe that sort of mentality has sort of been instilled installed into what we're doing. I don't know. Just, just oh, yeah. I think there is an element of that. It's just far too comfortable at Arsenal. Um, we've got we've tried to plug uh, the immediate gaps far too often by trying to get back into the Champions League and well, signing yeah. the likes of Williams and God knows who else. I mean, you made like, a great point on the last podcast about, you know, we're in this position where we're, des- we're trying so desperately to get back into top four. We're just throwing mm. everything in the kitchen sink at it. Nice you know, and, and, you know, for the money we've spent, we, yeah, we should be up there. We should not be where we are now. Oh, no, the, just because you spent the money doesn't mean we should be there, right? Um, it's, it's how we're spending that money. No, we're not we, should, we shouldn't be 15th, should we? That's what I'm saying. Like, we should be doing a lot better than we are. No, no, and again, that's exactly what we were talking about with the Arteta situation. We admit, we can easily see the squad of players we had, which he didn't assemble, which is another thing you kind of have to take into consideration when talking about Arteta. Um, none of us... Uh, are overly happy with that squad. And, you know, if we went through every player and said, you know, keep, sell, or I don't give a shit, you know, the, the amount of keeps in there would be handful, maybe. Oh, yeah. um, we should actually, we should, we should do a podcast about that. We should sort of go through the current team, mm. a breakdown of, of the squad. Yeah. Maybe, it's, it's, maybe it's, when we've got a quiet week when there's not many games on. Oh, when will that be? Next summer? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got, you know, we'll have the whole summer to fill content. Um, yeah. Moving on, uh, in the rumour mill, uh, Lucas Torreira potentially returning. Yeah, I heard this one yeah. a couple of weeks ago. He's not doing as well in Spain as... I mean, I, I haven't kept a close eye on him because I was 
probably like most, you know, we were you know really excited about him at one point last year. He's, you know, he got a lengthy injury and quite looked up to the standard since he's no. come back. I think but a lot look, of it's to do with his height. Maybe he's not a big player, is he? He's quite. No, but, uh, but again, I, he's better than we've what we've got though. I'd, I'd take Terrera over um, Al Nani and Jaka every day. I mean, yeah, this is the thing, right? I'd much and. It, it, it's a hard one to kind of judge because there's two players. You know, you know Genduzi got thrown out for doing whatever he did, which was right or wrong in your opinion. In anyone's opinion, that's completely up to you. I just still think there's a player there with him if we can rein in his attitude. I mean, look, I hate to bring up the name, but Van Persie, he was signed from uh, Feyenoord for, for pittance because of his attitude. Um, he was apparently a terrible, terrible player growing up and he matured and he became, as you know, what we saw at Arsenal and then at Man United, unfortunately. But... I wouldn't be so quick to toss out the rubbish there if, if, because again, you're just diminishing assets and this is where it, it comes into the whole club's approach to selling and buying. You can't literally throw a player out in the cold and expect to get a reasonable sum for him six months later. You just can't do that. It doesn't work. It's not, you're showing, you know, lifting up your skirt and showing what you've got on underneath far too often. But with Terrera and with Genduzi, I would be very open to, now Genduzi won't come back, but Terrera, why not? I'd like to see what he's like next to Thomas Party. You don't yeah, know yeah, that partnership I, 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 I think I don't I, I think in the transfer market we'd be lucky to scrape twenty million for him. Um so I, I think yeah, take him and use him. Um and yeah, at least till the summer, yeah. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out then then sell him. Sell yeah, I don't know how how many years he's got left on his contract. So we've got to be as a club, we've really, really, really got to be looking to push out players in January. Yeah. And I think I think the next kind of five six months in in in, in regards to that will be huge, and I think you know, it will be very good to see a lot of players leaving out the door, um, mm-hmm. opens up a lot of space. But it's just sort of between now and then, you know. Right now, we we need to stay in the Premier League, <laughs> which That's is a ridiculous a... statement. But we've got to stay in the Premier League, um, and then you know, let's see where we can go from there. Yeah, it's funny because you know I'm trying to draw comparisons with. And again, you can't because it's, it's a little bit different um, in the back end of it. But remember a few seasons ago, Chelsea had that really, really poor season. I can't remember where they finished. Oh, so yeah, they they cable, right? yeah. If we can pull it back together, get a run of results, get some points together. And again, like I said, if you, if, if you ask me the question about Arteta and we were sitting ninth, tenth, I would have been a lot more open to giving in that time. We need to get some points. We need to get a little bit of a gap from the relegation zone and it, it will give him a little bit of time because I do think we've been very patient as a fan base over the last number of years. I, I do think that I'm hoping that we, that we see some new players brought in in January but I also think if we're going to bring new players in then you've got to wonder whether the club are speaking with other managers and they've sort of got an eye on it and they've got anything to do with it because let's say we, you know we go out we sign some new players mm. In in the in January and then Arteta gets sacked and we have a new manager and comes in and then he he takes a dislike to certain players like Arteta has you know you're sort of yeah. back at square one do yeah. you know what I mean you're just going around in circles basically just doing the same thing over and over I, again. I think that we should bring someone new in who then can have you know the next few weeks you know they can assess who what they want to bring in mm. um, so they can build their own squad but, well, actually I don't think I've even asked you back very quickly what would you do with Arteta right now. You know, the decision's yours. Would you keep or, or replace right now? Um, I'd replace, I think. Yeah. As, as much as it pains me to say it, because I was so excited when he joined. And, we all were. Um, you know, you look at his record, it's not terrible, but... It's, it's not great, though, is it? Um, from a league yeah, point of view, it's, not, it's terrible. I mean, to be honest, even last season in the league, we, we, weren't, we weren't too bad when we came back after the, you know, the, the lockdown. Yeah. But... We weren't that convincing. Um, and I think it comes down to, we just, it's almost like we've sort of got, you know, um, tunnel vision, you know, we're just sort of, um, yeah, it's, just, I, think, I just think if it was any of a manager, we'd be on the rooftop screaming, going, get out. You know, well, not, I think a lot of us are We're just very, pa- and we're just very patient with it. And we're like, oh, we, we trust the process. Listen. Yeah, trust the process. And, and again, we could have trusted the process if we weren't languishing down in 15. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's all just um, propaganda, mate. 
it's all propaganda and none of it really you know amounts to anything you know, it's all a load of nonsense you know n- n- none of it holds any real um you know, bones there's no bones to it do you know what i mean so for me i think we i think we have to bring someone new in i think i don't want i, I don't think rogers is the man i'd like to see potch um to be honest with you, that, it's kind of like I felt at the end of the Emery era. I do feel that, and I also feel like Edu as well. I don't, I don't really particularly. Oh, I'm not sure this, these Brazilian connections and stuff to do with, oh, you know, real reach of two of agents, and it just for me, it all seems a bit messy. And you know, we've got people who are doing favors for friends, and and yeah, I think we can. Yeah, we, we could get into it and talk about it for days about the runnings of the club. But for me, mm. I'll tell you, it's it's probably. Time to to yeah bring someone new in. Yeah, as much as I hate to say that, you know, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't say that, you know, uh, lightly. Yeah, but for me, like what I felt at towards the Emery era was, you will, you know, after every result, you were just wishing, right, please, can I wake up tomorrow to the news that he's been sacked or let go or replaced or whatever? I just wanted to see it, and it got it to the point where, and I'm sure you were the same at work or whatever, you know lads would be asking you, you know, who, who, all right, he goes, who'd you get in? And my only answer would be anybody. Anybody. <laughs> I, I think we've got, we've got the pulling, we've got the pulling power. You you know, I don't think Brent, also, I just want to apologise how much I say, you know, because it really rattles me how much I say, you know. Um, so I apologise to uh, listeners. Brent, as, as far as Brendan Rogers is concerned, I don't think he's, I, I wouldn't want him personally, but if you know, today again, if you're, you you can't tell me that he wouldn't he would not take a job at Arsenal. He you know it's funny. Maybe right? saying that, and I, I I'm starting to 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 feel very differently about this. As I've said it earlier um, in the conversation. You think we've got pulling power, um, and it's, I think the size of the club doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, mate. Like we can't just keep buying into this. We're a big club. Fact. Look, look at where we are. Look at where we've been the last consistently. The last five years, there's going to be no European football next season as things stand. Um, you know, if we haven't got a lot of money, this, the squad is in fucking disarray. Um, you know, there could be divides, who knows? I just, I'm looking at it, even as Rogers, mate, at Leicester. Why the fuck would he want to come and pick it's up? It's a the huge team? job and it's a huge gamble for any manager because he is doing a good job at Leicester and you know, they, 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 they yeah, really like him over there. Yep. So I think you, you've got to think of reputation. And do they want to get involved? Because it is going to be messy. But yeah. it's the same for players as well. Like, and I said it to you. You said though he left. Sat- he left Southwick, and people say Southwick are a massive club. I don't. Yeah, I don't really buy into that. I don't either. So, I mean, Scottish football is no no disrespect to any of my listeners that you are in Scotland. It's it's not a great league. It's uh, a pub league. Okay. A friend of mine. Uh, I've got a few friends up in Edinburgh and Glasgow, and I had mm. a conversation with the, with a Southwick fan. It got quite heated. Because mm. I basically said it was a pub league, and I said, you know, this this whole achievement of winning nine in a row, going for ten in a row. I said, you've got no competition. You're shooting fish in a barrel, but yeah, it means so that. much to them. Fair enough. I don't. I I I, I said to him, please explain to me because I don't understand. That. But this, yeah, that's it that. Is, yeah. Whatever helps them sleep at night, I guess. Yeah. Look, I mean, yes, yeah, they won't. They won't be winning it this season anyway. No, I think. It's funny, isn't it? Because you, you look at that Celtic record as well. I mean, look, Rangers were out of the top flight for how long? Yeah, and it's funny because Celtic have their fans are so salty now because you know after ten years they've actually got some competition. It's like, hey, you know, what what do you think you're doing? You, you know, you can't be better than us. Yeah, but then you know, it's funny you buy into these things, right? Why you know why why is our fan base been so salty over the last number of years? And it's the fact that a lot of our fan base. Don't even, and this is, look, it's very, you know, I think we're so divided because we're at that kind of point in, in, in uh, well, I, I look at it from my own personal perspective, you know, I've supported Arsenal for 30 years. Um, I just remember the period before, before Wenger, we were crap. I remember the first time I was ever a season to go there. We finished 12th. It was the season that George Graham got sacked. Yeah, a bit before my time. They don't remember that. Showing your raise there, mate. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Got a few raises coming through after. It's been a long time. But the, the problem is, is just the fact that, we, or a lot of our fans, I'm, look, I'm not there to criticise it because rightly so, were brought up on champagne Arsene Wenger football, that first 10 year period. And you can put in the first few years at the Emirates because I thought he did incredibly well with the squad we had to get us where we were. We, you know, we came so close. And people forget yeah. like that, that um, 
08 season when Eduardo put that injury put Birmingham. Oh, we were f- we were five points clear, yeah, and we fine. we went on a terrible run. We didn't win in five games. We drew about three get three or four games, mm. and then we finished third by about three or four points. Yeah, that oh. year, you know, we it, you think you you win two of those games, and yeah. you, you we would have won the league. So yeah, Wenger did an incredible job in, in that era. Maybe we've become a bit arrogant as a, as a fan base to think that that's just what we expect. Absolutely. Right? Same, same as Man United fans. This is that expectancy yeah. there. If you just need to take that step back and reassess. Okay. But there's, there's expectancy and, and, and there's being 15th. Do you yeah, know it's just not what we are. We need to accept that that's not what we are. So. Right? We're not, we, we shouldn't be looking at short-term you know, gaps to try and get talent in to get back into the Champions League. It's not realistic. What you need to do is, and I, and I, I feel really bad, Thinking about it because, and again, I'm not going to go into too much deep on it, but you know, when, when once Arteta came in, we basically tore up any of the sort of backroom structure we had. We got rid of Sven Mislintat, who was supposed to be the, you know, the scout, and he brought in a few players, and we just we haven't got a scouting department. Yeah, we shouldn't have. You got rid of DNA, like. Yeah, we incredibly some of those decisions didn't make any sense to me. Getting rid of you know our scouting network, especially <sighs> when you're a club that's so self-sufficient like we are. Um, very strange. Yeah, yeah very it doesn't strange. add up to me. It's just incredible. maybe there was too many cooks in the kitchen. We, we don't know. I'm sure there's reasons for and against it. Again, there, w- there will be. There's. We all know that Raul and Lehi definitely was causing friction. Very dodgy, We don't. We don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, it is what it is, and we just need to start making better decisions as a football club in general. Yeah. Full stop. I agree. Cool. So let's should we uh, call it a day? Yeah, I guess so. We'll call it a day there. But actually, I'll just ask one last question before we go because it's go our next match is Chelsea, obviously. I'm oh, sorry if we've got City, but our next Premier League game is Chelsea on Boxing Day. Now, for me, I know we talked about that run of games after that might define Arteta, but I think if because it's a home game, um, if we can't turn up against Chelsea, you know, big derby um, on Boxing Day, if we can't turn up and put a performance in and show the effort um, on Boxing Day, I think that might be... I think that might be it for Arteta. Because look, you can lose again. We we speak about this every you know every week. There's a certain way you lose. Put the effort in. Show determination. If you lost to the better team on the day, you can kind of accept that. But yeah, I was saying. Watch it's, another it's William performance. Fan. If I have to watch William run around, well, jog around on Boxing Day and just well, look, I think that'll be it. So we we can get into it um, uh, after the City game. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll preview the Chelsea game in, in, in more depth. Listener, we will be recording in the week uh, post Man City. Um, and hopefully we will actually have our first guest come on the podcast. So, yeah. which, which will be exciting. Something to look forward to, right? Yeah, and absolutely. We can talk, go for Liverpool and talk about our history on the next pod. <laughs> but I mean, one thing I will just say is, look, you know, it's only episode number two, brand new podcast, but anyone who's tuned in so far, and um, look, we wish you, you know, really Merry Christmas. Um, yeah. You know it's going to be a tough one. Keep and we appreciate you coming, stopping by and listening yeah, to me say, you know, every five minutes. <laughs> we can look forward to that. In the room. But no, in all seriousness, you know, happy Christmas. Um, make the best of what you can uh, this year. Uh, and look, if you need to speak to somebody uh, to keep your spirits high, then never be afraid to reach out to someone and have that conversation. But in all seriousness, we, we hope we can celebrate the Christmas period with a win against Chelsea and a win against Man City. But I think that's incredibly <laughs> I can't see it happening myself, but... Well, yeah. I think we should just talk about Diod for the hour, to be honest. Do you want to hear something crazy? And I'm going to leave it on this very point. Go on. Never seen Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I've got... I'm speechless. <laughs> But anyway, we'll leave it on that bombshell. Um, and I'm sure we can pick that up um, over the course of the day between us. But, yeah, you make me sick. Yeah. That's one. Cheers, mate. See you soon. All the best. Take care. Happy Christmas, buddy. You too, mate. Cheers.